What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Close to Home podcast. Chris Russo here, and uh, just thankful for you guys uh, joining along. Um, I have with me here my friend Dan Rosenson. Dan, you want to say hi? Hello. How you doing? So, um, you know, one of the things I love about Dan is he is uh, just one of the most genuine and sincere men that I know, and he, he I just think he does a really good job. Um, I guess I can just talk straight to you, buddy. (laughs) I think you do a really good job of seeking God and um, in a very authentic, humble way. And, you know, and I see, you know, we're told by Jesus that the two most important commands are to love God and to love people. And and when I think about you, I think about you living those two things out. I see you, um, not that you're in an older season of life, we'll say you're, you're, you're seasoned (laughs) and, uh, you know, and I see you just, uh, you know, mentoring guys, you know, uh, just really involved in the men's ministry that we have here at the Seacoast West Ashley campus. And, you know, I think especially given how tumultuous, uh, 2020 was and just all the different things going on politically, culturally, you name it. I think that uh, um, I just wanted to, you know, pick your brain a little bit on how do we keep the main thing, the main thing? How do we focus on God, focus on serving him, loving him in this crazy world environment that we're in right now? So, uh, yeah, I mean, tell us your secrets, man. (laughs) Pearls, right? Yeah. What you're looking for. Well, <clears throat> Chris, you have a way of disarming me or many people. I just want to let you know that too. So it's a mutual, you know, admiration going on here. And it's like Chip and Dale or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, right now it's, it's almost like we have to go inward, so to speak, mm. as opposed to outward. And inward meaning just that we have to kind of look at what God is speaking to us about personally. You know, mm. Because really the bottom line does come down to it's about our personal relationship with Christ. Yeah. Not the relationship that we show people we have. Yeah. You know, yeah. That we don't cuss or we do cuss or that we don't drink and we do drink, we don't smoke, we do. Not that kind of stuff. Or that we can quote all kinds of verses and you know, all of this. That's all good and well. Yeah. But at the same time, when you lay your head on the pillow at night, you can talk to Christ. You can talk to the Father. That's right. And that's really what um, what we have to do now more than ever. Because, you know, as he says in, in, in John, mm-hmm. that the truth will set you free, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, John 8, I think it's either 32 or 36 or something like that. And he is the truth. And that truth is about experiencing. Mm-hmm. And we do need to experience Christ. And so I think right now, rather than um, <clears throat> trying to disseminate the all the information that's out there that is pretty much opinionated and I think everybody at this point is saying hey um, who can you believe right Right? yeah well one thing we do know who we can believe is and that is God and we can believe that word but how much time are we spending diving into that Mm. so are you just checking off that you're listening to a podcast today oh and now I'm done I got it in there or are you just doing your devotional? Or are you just meeting with your small groups? Are you doing all these kinds of things? But how are, what are you doing one-on-one with God? Mm. You know? 
Yeah, I, I love that because to me it emphasizes the difference between religion and relationship and how, and, and I'll be honest, I fall into this. I mean, there are times when I'm reading the Bible and praying and there's not really this sense that I have that I'm really that I'm really like talking to someone in the way that I'm talking to you right now. I think probably many people can relate to the feeling of either reading the Bible or praying and at least wondering, are, hey, are my words even making it past the ceiling? So it, can you give us uh, any, any insight on how to cultivate that personal relationship in a way that it's not just checking off the boxes? How, it, you know, how would you say you go about cultivating an intimacy with a God that you can't see. Yeah, and you know, when you think about it, um, if let's say, you know, you're not having that uh, personal time with God one-on-one, um, then what do you do? Why not pray for 30 days every day? Say, hey God, I want a personal relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And that can be, I want to read the Bible and not just say I read the Bible in one year. I want to, I'd rather just read one verse over and over again, but you speak to me through that verse. Mm-hmm. Now, wouldn't God answer a prayer like that? Why would he not mm-hmm. answer a prayer Yeah. that, oh, my son wants to read the Bible. Oh, I'm not going to answer that prayer, right? right. My son wants, wants to know who I am. Oh, I'm not going to reveal myself to him. So it's a matter of knowing that God hears our prayers, even though we don't think he does. And it might require us to be persistent and pray that over and over again. But also take into effect this, that we have three parts, right? We have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so that Holy Spirit is a part that, you know, will come about. Mm -hmm. It will come about. Uh, It's just a matter of you being aware of it. Hmm. One needs to say, hey, we need all three of those (laughs) parts. Yeah. And um, and once once you begin to to see something like that, then I think you're going to realize, hey, this is something I need to um, to pour into. It's more important than my job. In many Mm -hmm. ways, it's more important than my relationships with others. Why? Because if your relationship isn't correct, with Christ, then how can you be the best father, the best son, right? Mm-hmm. Or daughter, mm-hmm. or wife, mm-hmm. or parent. You know, there, there is, unless you're straight with God. And he's saying, I want that. One little other thing is this, is that once you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have eternal life. Mm. But what happens for all the other years that you're alive before you go to heaven? you become more and more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's that sanctification process. Mm-hmm. And that's not a big word. No. But you will become more like Christ yeah. if you are walking alongside of him, thinking and asking him for assistance yeah. along the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I love what you said that how crazy would it be if God wanted us to pursue him or if God has told us in his word that he wants us to pursue him, and then in our best attempts, he didn't at least meet us halfway. Right. Like, that would be ridiculous. Like, what father would tell his kids that he has expectations of them and then not, 
not respond when their kids are doing exactly what he's called them to do. And I also hear you saying in that that it matters, you know, the heart behind our spiritual pursuits matter. That God knows the heart and that and he sees if we're really reaching out for him and not that we're we're earning his response, but he but I but that if we're genuinely reaching out to God. It reminds me of what the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 13, that you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Mm-hmm. So what do you so what would you say right now to someone who's kind of like, man, I've tried praying before and mm-hmm. I and I and I and I just hit a wall. Or I, you know, or I I, I, I want to have a relationship with God, but man, I feel like um life is against me. I feel like it's just, it's just hard. You know, what encouragement might you offer to somebody who's saying, man, I really, I want what you have, right? You know, I want that freedom, but I'm coming up, I'm coming up against worry. I'm coming up against fear. I'm coming up against, you know, fill in the blank, tough circumstances, financial hardship. Like, what would you say, you know, how do you, because one thing I've seen with you is that you've gone through tough times. It's not like your life has just been a cakewalk, you know, you, but you've seemed to, you know, be able to continue to pursue a a greater relationship with God through thick and thin. How do you have that kind of grit? How do you have that kind of perseverance? Yeah, it's that I think in some ways often uh, deals with your attitude, okay? And that attitude is one where take an inventory of yourself, okay? Mm -hmm. And is there something in your life that you're holding on to that you know you shouldn't be holding on to? Mm. Okay? So are you asking God to fix something and you're not willing to also participate in that? Not the grace part, because it's Mm. obviously we know it's by grace that we've been saved. Yeah. But it's the part where inventory yourself and see what baggage, because after all, you do have baggage. I mean, not you personally, but people have baggage and that's what's keeping them from feeling fulfilled or that they have this emptiness in them. And so what they have to do is like, hey, what is it that I can cut out first? Mm -hmm. If you're having a problem, if you're not hearing from God for some reason or other, and you're making that prayer and you're earnest and everything else, then they're very well, quite frankly, there could be a sin in your life. And that sin, I mean, you can't dance around that, Mm. you know, that if there's a sin in your life, then you need to see it and remove it. Because when the rich young ruler came to Jesus, right, and he said he did all of these things, boom, 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 I prayed, I did this, this, and this. And he said, it's still, you know, it doesn't work. He says, well, then you need to sell everything you have and come follow me. Are you willing to sell everything you have? to come follow him. And guess what? When he didn't, did Jesus go chasing after him? Mm-mm. Is Jesus going to go chasing after you if you're not willing to give up everything for him? And all that is is saying, I believe, right? And I want to, in my heart, give up. Because it's a heart thing, right? Mm-hmm. Man looks at the outward experience. Let's go back to where we are today. Mm-hmm. We're putting everybody on pedestals. Mm-hmm. We got the American Idol. And that's what we're doing. We're idolizing certain things mm-hmm. when we should be having only one king, and that's Christ. If you want to idolize, because that's in us. God yeah. made us to want to idolize, and it's he. He will have no other idols before him. Mm-hmm. So idolize Christ, 
idolize God and find out what it is in your life if you truly want it. Because it isn't it Jesus paid a big price. Yeah. And you think you're gonna get cheap, slippery grace? No. Wow. That's no grace at all. And and, and it's interesting because it's like, okay, you know, I because I see kind of like a a little bit of a spectrum here. On the one side, it's kind of like what you're saying, where you know, sacrifice we need to make sacrifices and there's things that we need to do to actually like put our money where our mouth is and actually pursue God, you know, you know, the, through, you know, the, through spiritual disciplines, through serving, through uh, connecting with other believers. I see that. But then on the other side, I can also empathize with the guy that's like, man, well, my life is kind of a mess right now. Will God meet me where I'm at and help me get to that point? So it's, there, there's grace too. And I think that, you know, for me, it, it kind of makes sense when I think about it relationally as far as like, you know, a husband and wife. Like I think about, you know, Abby and I, mm-hmm. and I think about, you know, if I said I wanted to have a really great marriage, um, hey, babe, I want to have a really great marriage, but here's the deal. Uh, I don't want to talk to you, you know, and when, right. and I, I don't want to listen and I'm, and we're not going to go on date nights, but I just, you know, I, it's like, it, it just kind of makes right. sense. It's kind of like, we get to, you know, God gave us free will. Mm-hmm. And if we're not willing, if we don't want to, I mean, you, we can look at where we spend our time and where we spend our money. And if we're not prioritizing spending any time with God, if we're not, if there, if there, we're not, if there's not some sense of an active pursuit, it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're saying either, overtly or inadvertently that, hey, like, I don't want to have anything to do with you right now. And I think that I I like what you said about how we're created to idolize. And, you know, when we think about what what our mind, what we fantasize about, Mm -hmm. what we most fear losing, I think we can get what we spend our money on. Mm -hmm. um, I think we can get a really good idea as we ask those types of questions. We can get a really good idea of what matters most to us. And if what matters most to us, I mean, there's lots of things that can, you know, take those places of idolatry. It can be acceptance, it can be fame, it can be status, it can be comfort, pleasure. I mean, all kinds of control, you know, whatever. It can be any number of, it can be any number of things. And I think that, um, you know, there is, there's no getting around the point that there is a, that we have to have probably many defining moments, but, you know, at least, you know, at least one to start with where we say, God, okay, I'm not going to pursue you perfectly, but in the best, to the best of my ability, I want my life to be about following you. Right. You know, I, I can't imagine someone having a great relationship with God if they don't, if, if there isn't a point at which they say, okay, Jesus, I want you to be the center of my life. Yeah. You know, if you, if you don't get there and you, if you, if you expect God to be a divine admin, if you expect him to come alongside you and kind of give you a little mm-hmm. boost, I heard, you know, I, I went, I'm going through a devotional right now and it, the guy that wrote the devotional said that prayer should be the steering wheel, not a spare tire. And, you know, it's that same kind of deal. If we want God to kind of like come alongside and sort of like help give us a little boost in our plans, Mm -hmm. like that's not really the deal that you don't read the Gospels and get the sense that that's what Jesus came for. You get the sense that he is a jealous God and that 
he's pretty sure he's the king of the universe. And as the king of the universe, while he loves us and wants to be our friend, he's also saying, I'm the king. And and kings don't, (laughs) you you follow a king, you submit to a king, you surrender to a king. You don't just say, all right, I'll barter with you. I'll give you a few minutes here and there when I have time and you help yes. me with my stuff. And yeah. I think that, you know, maybe because in America, at least, we don't have kings and the idea of a monarchy is a little bit foreign. Uh, I, I think sometimes people forget that. You know, you, you see people that love the idea of Jesus' friend or comforter or counselor, and that's all well and good. And he is all those things. He is mm-hmm. our friend, but he's also the king. Right. And um, I think that it, I think that is lost probably a lot in our culture. Yeah, I agree. And when you were talking about the marriage and uh, with you and Abby or, or me and Pam, you know, and we don't put in uh, the effort to make it um, a, a romance, so to speak, because mm. after all, isn't that what God, isn't that the Bible just basically a love letter to us and that he is... He wants passionately mm-hmm. to reconcile us back to him. Yeah. And so if we don't do that, then what's going to happen? Well, we'll stay married, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But it will not be what it could be. Well, the same thing goes. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're going to heaven. Well, quite frankly, if you're upset that you do not have a close enough relationship with Jesus on earth, that doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. You still have eternal life because Christ died for you and me while we were still sinners. So Mm -hmm. it's nothing we can do that's going to uh, earn our way up there. But what we're talking about is feeling like we are walking Mm. with God. Okay? And so that's the part where that's that going back to eternal life or sanctification. Mm -hmm. And so if you want sanctification, which I mean, in other words, if you want to feel like, hey, God hears me, you know, then what is the difference between a a Christian who is a a um, a conquering Christian, let's say, mm-hmm. and a defeated Christian? Mm-hmm. Well, we know that it says in Scripture that that uh, our trials and tribulations, okay, mm-hmm. is is how you know we, leads us to maturity. Mm-hmm. So once uh, once we uh, have trials, are we looking at our trials as if they are? Um, the adversities that we are facing, are they a stumbling block? Mm-hmm. Are you looking at, oh gosh, I can't get over this, I can't, or are you looking at it as a stepping stone? Mm-hmm. And you wanna step on that sucker, even though as much as it hurts, mm-hmm. you are not gonna trip up on that because you know God, if you overcome it, that God is going to take you to that next level. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of getting into trying to um, uh, just speak to him. Yeah. Say, hey, listen, show me. What is it, the lessons, why am I still hitting my head against that wall? Why do I keep losing my temper? Or why is it that I keep, uh, you know, running out of a month before I run out or run out of money before I run out of month or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Why is that? And, you know, and say, oh, wait a minute. He's teaching me that, you know, I don't rely on that check. I yeah. rely on God. Yeah. And I don't rely on my wife. I rely on Jesus. And then by relying on Jesus, I can be a better husband yeah. to my wife. And then in result, she can be a better wife to me. I, I love that. And I think that's so important that you distinguish between salvation and sanctification. And just for clarity's sake, um, yeah, there 
you know, um, Acts 4.12 says that, uh, that salvation is found in no one else, referring to Jesus, that there's no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. So just making it very clear that salvation is a gift. It's a gift that we must receive by uh, putting our faith, put, putting our trust in Jesus, and that once that's been received, the single most important decision of your life your eternity is secure, but it's also not, it's, I think we have to be careful about how that, and that is good news. That's why we call it the gospel, but it's important to know that it, that it doesn't stop there. I think sometimes people think, you know, it's a get out of jail free card. So they pray a prayer and it's like, okay, I'm good now. But I think one of the true signs that you've invited Jesus Christ into your heart to be your Lord and Savior is that that begins a journey whereby you're working with him to to walk with him, to see him transform your heart and your mind. And that's this process of sanctification that is so important and and actually authenticates and proves, if you will, the fact that you actually were saved, the fact that you you actually did invite Jesus into your life. So, well, I just want to say, man, I, I think, um, you know, seeking God right now is a, uh, man, there's a lot of different things we can focus on right now. There's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, and I, I, I don't understand half of them. There's lots of different things that can obscure our attention, that can distract us. You know, we can spend our not spend our, our nights, you know, nervously watching the news and whatever, whatever. Any any last thoughts that you would say for the person listening to this that says, man, I want I want a relationship with God. I want that peace. But it's it feels really hard to come by any last thought or encouragement that you might give that person. Well, you know, uh as far as the, you know, trying to find a, a voice that you can listen to, right? Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's one where, you know, over and over again, you see in, in different books in the Bible where he says that I will give them ears, but they will never hear, you know, or, you know, I will um, give them eyes, but they will not see. Mm-hmm. So right now we might feel like that's what's happening. That, you know, I don't know it. Um, I, I have ears, but I'm not hearing. Yeah. I have eyes, but I'm not seeing. I'm, I'm living in this kind of this darkness and things like that. And so all I can say is that, um, that, that when you speak to, when you pray to God and you ask him, you know, speak to me mm-hmm. and, uh, and go to that as your source. Okay. And not, not asking him to solve or for you to understand the world's problems because we believe that it's in his hands. Nothing has gone across God that's happened that hasn't gone across his table. Amen. Okay? Yeah. As you pointed out earlier, as far as the monarchy or as far as the king is concerned, you know, we have to remember that Christ came as a suffering savior. Mm. And so that's why we need to turn the other cheek today. We're not at the point where he has come back as a conquering king, which he will come back Mm. as a conquering king, and he will be a monarchy at that time. So you're not going to have to worry about voting (laughs) or any of that. So that's what we need to understand is that we live in an upside-down kingdom. Mm. So get into that paradigm shift. Get into that, hey, I'm going about this the way I have been indoctrinated to go about it, but God will pull me out of that. 
and that you will be like when he said, come follow me, because mm. he's asking each and every one of us to follow him. It's a matter of us accepting that invitation. I think that's a great place to conclude uh, this episode. Uh, you know, you'll definitely hear from uh, Dan more, but I think you, th- that's absolutely right. It reminds me of uh, Revelation 3.20, I believe, where Jesus says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. So he's inviting us into a conversational relationship with him. And I, I think that, you know, practically speaking, if you're struggling, the best place to start is just by being real. Whether you're in the car or whether you, you want to drive to the beach or a secluded spot or it's in the shower or wherever you happen to be um just to say just to tell god you know where you're at right now because he he is looking throughout the earth to see you know to see to strengthen those who whose hearts are set on 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 looking for him so um if you uh yeah we would thank you so much for all of you who are listening to this podcast uh we would love it if you would rate it and review it on itunes that'll help get the word out you can share it on social media and uh we will talk to you soon and dan thank you so much absolutely